Hazel Semple. This is Sound News broadcasting from the Old Man Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for the week ending Saturday the 15th of January. On behalf of everyone here on the Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are, from the Portadown Times, Ports Council Player Sign-Up After Orange Street Storm, and from the Lurgan Mail, Tributes paid to big character Jimmy. And now I'll hand you over to Gareth who will bring you our first story and that's from the Portadown Times. A deal to sign, to sign Dublin-born footballer Joe Gorman to Portadown AFC has collapsed after a row over a social media post on the Orange Order. A statement from Portadown AFC said on Tuesday afternoon, after further discussions this deal has not been concluded. We wish Joe all the best for his future career. Joe Gorman was signed by Portadown FC just days previously, with the Shamrock Park Club announcing the news on Saturday on social media. Posting a photo of the Dubliner, Portadown FC said, Portadown Football Club is delighted to announce the signing of a 27-year-old Irish defender, Joe Gorman, who was most recently with Galway United. However, many comments on Facebook and Twitter after that referred to a tweet eight years in 2014 ago when Joe Gorman was a 19-year-old player with Scottish club Inverness Caledonian Thistle. He tweeted, Ross Kemp in Belfast talking about the troubles when you'd just love to open up on all them orange men. The tweet related to the TV actor and documentary maker who was in Belfast at an orange parade which had been blocked by police on the Woodvale Road. After leaving Inverness, he had spells in Bray Wanderers and Drogheda United. Most lately, he played for Cliftonville in the Irish Premiership, before returning to the League of Ireland with Longford Town and Galway United. The announcement to sign the new defender produced a backlash, with one person saying, Portadown have now sunk to a new low. I, for one, will not be going to support any team this individual is playing in. Another said, Joe Gorman, if you're a real man, we'll stand up and apologise to the orange men, plus to the people of Portadown who, who will be paying your, 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 your wages, which I'm sure isn't cheap. Supporting Mr Gorman, another person that stated, I'm sure there is not one man, woman, here on here, who have commented that have never been in a position of regret and have needed someone to hold out a hand and offer them a second chance. If you can introduce me to someone who has never made a mistake, then I'd happily shake their hand. Disgraceful tweet, yes, but how long ago was it? Maybe the lad has made better choices since the tweet and tried to better himself as a human being. Or maybe he hasn't, ha- hasn't and needs to stand up and apologise. But even if he did, would it be good enough for people? Surely we all deserve a second shot at being a better person. Northern Ireland is a bitter, bitter place, and his tweet didn't help his cause, but we choose to move on or move back. Tributes paid to big character Jamie. Tributes have been paid to popular young Lurgan footballer Jamie Howe, who died suddenly on Sunday. A former pupil of St Paul's Junior High School in Lurgan, Jamie was a talented footballer who played for Oxford Sunnyside Football Club. 
Described as a big character with a cheeky smile, Jamie was a popular young man in the Lurgan and Craigavon areas. He showed great talent on the football field as a youngster and who, all, who won several awards while at school. His, his family had close ties to Lurgan Glasgow Celtic Supporters Club and Jamie was a huge fan of the Scottish side. Leading the tributes with his former club, Oxford Sunnyside FC, writing on Facebook, they said, We at Oxford Sunnyside have been shocked and deeply saddened at the sudden passing of our former player, Jamie Hoy. Jamie played for both underage level and seniors during his time at the club and was managed by his father, Jason, at underage. We pass our sincere condolences to his father, Jason, his family, friends, and all who knew him. R.I.P. Jamie. Craigavon City Football Club said, All at Craigavon City would like to send our deepest condolences to Oxford Sunnyside. The family and friends of young Jamie Howe who sadly passed away yesterday. Jamie was a fierce competitor on the pitch and an absolute gentleman of it. May he rest in peace and may everyone around him find the strength to get through the terrible time. Glasgow Celtic Supporters Club Lurgan, not Lurgan number one said, the committee staff and members of the Glasgow Celtic Supporters Club Lurgan would like to pass our sincere condolences to the Seely and Howe families on the loss of their dear son, Jamie. Please know that you are in our thoughts and prayers. St Paul's General Football Club said the, the committee and members of Neve Paul, I'm not sure what that is, it's in Irish, Deeply regret the death of our beloved player, Jamie, beloved son of Jason and Anna Marie, loving brother of Amor and loving uncle of Noah. We wish to offer our deepest sympathy to the entire family circle. Mary, Queen of the Gael, pray for him. Uh, now we continue with the rotochemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 16th of January, the chemist is T.A. Anderson Pharmacy of Guildford Road, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 17th of January, the chemist is Cherrymount Healthcare Limited of 7 Church Street, open until 7pm. There is no rotochemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 16th of January. The chemist is T.A. McKegney's Chemist of 10 Edward Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 17th of January, the chemist is Boots Limited, UK Limited, 44 to 46 Market Street, open until 7pm. There is no road to chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Quaker burial ground defiled. 
A picturesque and historic Gregavon graveyard has been defiled with broken glass and used condoms over the festive season. The old Quaker graveyard at Craigavon's Linestown, which is the resting place for hundreds of people, is littered with broken glass and the remnants of drug use. The walled burial ground, which dates back to 1658, appears to have attracted a number of visitors intent on abusing the sacred site. Many local people in the area enjoy the quietness of the graveyard and also walk their dogs there. However, recently several dog owners have been upset due to the broken glass in the area and their pups have been injured. One said, my dog has ran to me in pain after a shard of glass sliced his paw. How can mindless idiots think so little of those who are resting here and have no respect for the graveyard and those who visit? It is just so disrespectful and why would you wish to desecrate a graveyard? Craigavon Historical Society states on its website the cemetery is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, Quaker graveyards in Ireland. A spokesman for Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Council said, This is the first indication we have been given about any incidents at this cemetery, which is normally very quiet. Work is carried out at the site every fortnight during spring-summer months, and less frequently during winter months. We will, of course, get the area cleaned up at the earliest opportunity. Incidents such as these can be reported on our website via the report function or by visiting www.armabambridgecraigavon.gov.uk forward slash slash contact us. Break-in at shops after blaze. Police are investigating a break-in at shops in Craigavon that came just hours after firefighters put out a blaze at a popular takeaway nearby. Michelle's Kitchen in Tully Galley was devastated in a blaze on December the 30th and just hours later criminals used an angle grinder to gain entry to nearby shops. A PSNI spokesperson said police are investigating a break-in that occurred within the Tully Galley shopping complex. It is believed that an unknown number of persons has attempted to gain access to a commercial property between the hours of 11pm on the 1st of the 1st, 22, and 7am on the 2nd of the 1st, 22. Damage was caused to a rear door of the property, and it is suspected that a power tool similar to an angle grinder was used to cause this damage. Thankfully, the business is still able to serve the local community. However, this incident could have been a lot worse. Where the, damage, where the business owners could have lost their livelihood and the local community losing a valuable resource. Michelle's Kitchen Tully Galley has served our community for long and many a year. We all came together to try and help in any way and we can all we can all is appreciated and we hope to see our local business up and running soon again. So far the page has raised £505. The PSNI said, if you believe you may have heard or seen something, any information at all regarding the above, please contact police on 101 
and quote reference number 420 of 02012022. Alternatively, you can contact Crime Stoppers anonymously on 0800 travel 5 travel 1 court hears lurgan man's eccentric interest straight into illegal activity weapons collector jailed after improvising bomb an eccentric lurgan weapons collector who admitted making a blast and sundry improvised bomb was handed a 15 month prison sentence on tuesday although ordered to serve half his sentence in jail and the rest on license Sean Finton Burns will soon be free due to time spent on remand before he was granted bail. Sentencing the 34-year-old at Craigavon Crown Court, Judge Patrick Lynch, QC, told Burns that although there's no suggestion of paramilitary or illegal organisations, nevertheless, these are serious matters. And the custody, therefore, uh, sorry, the custody threshold is clearly passed. At an earlier hearing, Burns from uh, Woodville Street entered guilty pleas to making a blast incendiary-type improvised explosive device, possessing explosive substances, namely 69 blank cartridges and 12 modified 5.56 by 45 NATO blank calibre cartridges under suspicious circumstances, and a third count of possessing a .22 air rifle, without a certificate, all committed on dates between the 31st of August and the 19th of October 2020. Uh, opening the facts of the case, prosecuting lawyer Joseph Murphy told the court, court Burns argued with his partner over cigarettes on the 18th of October, which led police to discover the IED three fireworks joined and fused together, sitting beside the sofa in his house. Burns told police at the scene it's just three fireworks that have been taped together, claiming he kept it in case a neighbour he was having uh, a dispute with attacked his home over Halloween. Given the argument with his partner, Burns agreed to leave the house and stay at a friend's house. And once he left, his partner produced an improvised petrol bomb consisting of a half bottle of rum with fabric stuffed into it. Uh, Mr Murphy said when our uh, army technical officers made uh, both devices safe, officers searched the property and having found burns in the shed outside, the search also uncovered the blank cartridges and an arsenal of weaponry, including a crossbow, crossbow bolts, three large combat knives, an air rifle and pellets for it. Arrested and interviewed, Burns said he was drunk and only slabbering about the neighbour's dispute, claiming he bought many of the items on eBay and that he would likely have uh, uh, under either or both devices to light a bonfire. Uh, Mr Murphy specifically told the court, I wish to make it clear there's no evidence or suggestion that he, Burns, had ties to any paramilitary or criminal groups. Uh, Defence QC uh, Greg Barry highlighted that photos taken inside Burns' home uh, in any showing indicates someone who is rather eccentric as opposed to anything more sinister. During Burns, Judge Lynch said it was clear that his eccentric interest in weaponry had strayed into illegal activity 
But that it is unfortunate indeed he was not connected to any illegal gang or group. Drug signs prompt park patrol pledge. Wardens are to increase patrols in Lurgan Park amid an apparent spike in the level of drugs use. Visitors to the park have noticed drugs, paraphernalia. During the summer, amid lockdown, there were reports of several serious antisocial behaviour behavior incidents at the park. A spokesperson for Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon Council said, Community safety wardens patrol Lurgan Park on a regular basis as part of a borough-wide schedule. The wardens liaise closely with park staff about any particular areas that need extra attention, and this area has now been prioritised for extra patrols in the immediate future. Discussions of this specific incident are ongoing, with both the PSNI and youth sector, as well as through the Anti-Social Behaviour Working Group, to consider any possible actions that can be taken. Park staff also have a daily schedule to ensure the park is kept clean and tidy by removing literature from the numerous bins and open grassland areas. This area of woodland, which is not often accessed by members of the public, will now also have an added focus. Members of the public are reminded that they can report incidents to police on the non-emergency number 101 or anonymously to Crime Stoppers on 0800 Culture bids then of benefit to all. The whole area stands to benefit if Armagh and the wider borough is named UK City of Culture 2025. So says Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council as it counts down to the bid submission on February the 2nd. It's then that the judging panel will shortlist the final three cities. From the new ideological to town of Craigavon with its industrial roots, lakes and traditions and the old railway town of Banbridge, famous for linen, Captain Crozier and more recently Game of Thrones, to Armagh itself with its Georgian architecture and St Patrick's cathedrals, Amy and Maha, one of the great spiritual sites of pre-Christian Celtic Ireland, and Armagh Observatory, symbol of the Age of Enlightenment. The city and borough boasts an eclectic, eclectic mix of heritage and culture. There is a definite sense of anticipation and intrigue surrounding the, the pending bid submission in early February, said a spokesman. The competition entry has seen a renewed sense of awakening in the uniqueness of this enchanting place, as J.B. Vallely, internationally renowned artist, said, it's almost like a spark igniting. Now that people have the opportunity to talk about the city and borough, the buildings, the, the history and the vibrancy of the culture, a continuous flow of impassioned stories and ideas are emerging with invigorating freshness. But what would winning the, the, the title mean for the people, the place and the future? The title would provide a 
positive step change for the city and borough that is many ways struggling to find its place in the ever-changing economic and political landscape of Northern Ireland, the spokesman said. If you would like to get more involved or find out more, log on to www.arma2025.com or email cityofculture at arma.banbridge.gov.uk Council to consult on demand for allotments. Alliance councillor uh, sorry, Eon uh, Dennison welcomed news that an online consultation is to be launched on increased community allotment provision in the ABC Council uh, borough. The survey will take place on the consultation hub uh, section of the council's website and will take a period of eight weeks. Community allotments uh, can have a positive impact on mental health and well-being and on the local environment, said Councillor Tennyson. Uh, we have some uh, fantastical uh, allotment providers in the borough. However, there is clearly huge demand that it would be fantastic to see greater council support for existing providers and potentially even some new council-owned sites. I first raised the issue of allotments provision at the committee in September. It's fantastic to see uh, progress on the matter. Mr Tennyson called the survey good news for many local residents keen to grow their own food, uh, but currently lacking access to appropriate facilities. Information presented at committee clearly highlighted the popularity of allotments in other areas, he said. With both Antrim and Newton Abbey and Mid and East Antrim Council, with some having waiting lists of five years or more. Once the online survey has been completed, Council will analyse the result to determine if there is a demand for additional allotment provision and put plans in place to meet that demand. ABC Pilot Scheme offers leisure price cuts for primary carers. Primary carers of an adult with a learning disability who uses Southern Trust services are now able to avail of reduced rates at any of the Council's leisure facilities. The new pilot membership scheme, which has been facilitated by ABC Council and the Southern Health Social Care Trust, was launched on Monday by Lord Mayor Alderman Glenn Barr. The innovative scheme offers a 20% reduction in normal membership fees across all nine council leisure facilities for curers, providing access to the gym, swimming pools and classes within the centres. The pilot scheme will run until March 31st, 2022. To register curers should contact Learning Disability Cur Consultants Bernie Marshall or Magella Gorman at Bernadette Marshall at Southern Trust HSNI.net or 07557-819172 or Magella Gorman uh, at Magella.Gorman at Southern Trust .net and the mobile number 07557-858-8749. Once approved, a membership card will be provided 
which can be used to set up the reduced membership of £23 per month. MP calls for divisive action as 1,700 rate in housing stress. With more than 1,700 people in Upper Van registered as in housing stress, the local MP has called for more decisive action on social housing. The NIHE revealed at the end of September 2021 that 2,819 applicants were on the NIHE waiting list in Upper Balm, 1,741 in housing stress. However, the spokesperson added, we have identified a need for 611 new social homes for the Upper Balm parliamentary constituency over the five-year period 2001 to 2026. Miss Carla Lockhart called for the Communities Minister to take divisive action to increase investment in social housing in Upper Balm. The DUP said on a weekly basis my office deals with more people who are in housing need. It is simply heartbreaking to deal with people who have no home or a home that is not fit for purpose, but have no prospect of securing a new home because of the unacceptable waiting lists of housing. This is not a new problem. These issues have been ongoing for many years, exacerbated by the news when the executive was down because of Sinn Féin's boycott. Now with the executive restored, the Minister Deirdre Harvey, MLA, needs to act. She has been in position for some time and there has been little or no progress. That is not good enough and is failing people in housing need. A, a housing executive spokesperson said, the key action to reduce the numbers of housing applicants, including those in housing stress, and to increase in the number of allocations, <coughs> is to deliver new social housing in Upper Ban. We work closely with the Department for Communities, Housing Associations and the Council. One of the key aspects is, is seeking surplus land identified as available by a variety of public section bodies. A number of social housing developments plan proposals have been received for Upper Balm in addition to the 35 social housing complications to date is in 2021 to 2022 and the 87 social housing units under construction. There are 94 units programmed to start in 2021 to 2023 to 24. A Department for Communities spokesman said, Major Minister Hargey began the biggest reform of social housing in 50 years. This includes building more homes where they are needed. The Minister announced plans to deliver Look Plus homes as she launched a draft housing supply strategy. 
She outlined how she wants at least a third of these to be social homes of high quality and to meet a range of needs, including the needs of our ageing population, those with disabilities and our children and young people. Tender is awarded for technical study into proposed railway line. Uh, ABC Borough Council has confirmed it has appointed a company to conduct uh, and carry out uh, a technical study on the proposed Portadown to Armagh railway line. Speaking uh, at a meeting uh, of Council's Economic Development and Regeneration Committee on Tuesday, January the 11th, the Local Authority's Strategic Director of Community and Growth, Olga Murta, confirmed AECOM has been awarded the tender for this technical study. Members were also told that as part of the consultation and engagement process, a meeting of the Portadown to Armagh City Railway Working Group will be arranged while the Northern Ireland Local Government Association will host a virtual meeting next Tuesday, January the 18th, to discuss priorities for the future of railway transport as part of the All-Island Strategic Rail Review. Uh, discussing the news that AECOM's appointment has now been confirmed, Alderman Jim Spears said for details on timelines and next steps is the project, or sorry, in the project. There is a local campaign group in, in Armagh, the Portadown to Armagh Railway Society, uh, which is an organisation that is very supportive of this project and has been set up for the purpose of driving the return of the railway to Armagh, he said. Uh, I would meet uh, with them regularly, and as chair of the Portadown to Armagh City Railway Working Group, I would appreciate if we had some clarity on the outcome of the study, uh, the timeline for its completion, and then the next steps in relation to this project. Uh, describing the study as a very important piece of work, Ms Murta told the Chamber she was hopeful it would take no more than four months to complete. We will be meeting again with AECOM to discuss the project methodology and the timeline, and we will be bringing that back to the railway working group, she said. This is a very important piece of work, and we want to include this in our response to the Regional Strategic Transport Network Plan. So we would hope that it can be undertaken within a four-month time frame. Uh, welcoming the news uh, of AECOM's appointment, Councillor Sam Nicholson asked if the suggested four-month time frame should see the report delivered to councillors, or sorry, to council, for inclusion in the council's strategic response to the Department for Infrastructure's Regional Strategic Transport Network Plan. With regard to the strategic review, this is the closing date for that and we're hoping this report will be ready and delivered to us so it forms part of our strategic response to the rail review. Um, NILGA are holding a meeting as well to make sure responses will be in, on time for that, said Ms Murder. With regards to our ambitions for this report, we want to feed it into the Regional Transport Strategic Network Plan, and that has not gone out for consultation yet. We're waiting to hear when that will happen and hope to use this report to help form our response. And now for this week's death notices. De Groot Nee Laverty. 
peacefully in Craigavon Area Hospital, late of the Snisky Walk, Portadown. Suzanne, treasured wife of Job, devoted mum of Nikita, also a beloved daughter of George and Sandra, and cherished sister of Michelle, Tracy and Simon, and a much-loved aunt and granddaughter of Billy. A funeral service has taken place in St Columba's Parish Church with committal following in Kernan Cemetery. Hunter Barbara, 8th of January 2022. Peacefully at hospital, late of Brownstown Road, Portadown, dearly loved daughter of the late John and Molly, dear sister of David and the late John, sister-in-law of Mooring, much loved aunt of Judith, Simon, Stephen, Ruth Adele, Gillian and John. Interred in Tertarathon Presbyterian Burying Ground on Monday the 10th instant. Martin Nee Fulton, the 6th of January 2022. Peacefully at home, Connacht Park, Portadown. Sarah Ann Sally, beloved wife of the late Joe, devoted mother of Sandra, Sam, Adored grandmother of Emma, Gareth and Andrew. Cherished great-grandmother of Matthew, Lucy, Samuel and Sarah. Funeral service has taken place. Um, McAdam, Turkington. Ida Elizabeth, the 7th of January 2022. Peacefully at home after a short illness. Beloved wife of the late Wilson, 68 Green Island Road, Portadown, and dear mother of Jill, Joy, Will, Wallace, Sandra and Heather, in Tatarahan Churchyard on Sunday the 9th. And now continuing with um, information about advertising. It just seems to be one item this week, and it's from the Mobility Furniture Company, and they have a sale. Uh, truly made to measure rise and recline chairs and adjustable beds. And uh, the uh, first item here is a rise and recline chair. Uh, £300 with a part exchange for your old furniture. 50% uh, off... Um, Another uh, rise and recline chair and five years warranty included, free with every merchandised item. Uh, adjustable beds, um, bed and chair ideal for home care. So um, if anyone's interested, the telephone number uh, call free today for a brochure and a home demonstration on 0808 265 1372. And that's the Mobility Furniture Company sale. And now for this week's information and events. Lurgan Hospice Fun Run returns. The annual Lurgan Park Fun Run for the Southern Area Hospice Services returns on Sunday, the March, March the 6th at 11am. Joint organiser David Wilson, a teacher in St Ronan College, said... The fun run always gets great support from experienced runners, beginners and walkers. Local businesses and sports teams also take part. We are very happy to say that all costs and supplies are covered by sponsors. 
which means 100% of runner donations goes to the hospice. This year's entry fee is £15 for adults and £7.50 for under-16s, plus online booking fee. Each participant gets a running number, bespoke medal, hat and goodie bag. Sponsor cards are also available from the hospice. Civil Service Group meets. Cleedalvin Civil Service Retirement Fellowship met for Christmas lunch in Brownlow House. Chairperson Maura Coulter welcomed all. The group's number November meeting featured a home safety talk by ABC Council's Heather Spratt. George McConville proposed a vote of thanks. The fellowship held its annual general meeting on Tuesday past, January the 11th. A welcome is extended to new members, including those who are not civil servants. And this is about a scheme launch funding for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Community groups have been urged to avail of the latest community funding scheme to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Upper Ban MLA Jonathan Buckley and MP Carla Lockard urged groups to apply for funding from the ABC uh, Council. Uh, grant funding of up to £400 is available for groups wishing to apply for assistance for local events ranging from tea parties, exhibitions, talks and social events for young and old, said Mr Buckley. I would encourage all community groups to uh, consider applying and to maximise on this opportunity to bring the community together in celebrating Her Majesty's 70th years of service. Um, this week, the Royal Family have announced their schedule of events for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, and it's clear there will be a monumental, okay, it will be a monumental occasion. Mrs. Mrs Lockhart said, It would be fantastic to see events in every corner of Upper Band to mark this historic moment and to celebrate the Queen's remarkable reign. Business Awards Entries Reminder A final call has been made for anyone wishing to enter the Armagh, Bambridge and Cringavon Business Awards. Local businesses of all sizes have been encouraged to enter the awards, which will officially recognise, reward and profile its most industrious, hard-working and enterprising organisations. The ABC Business Awards, in partnership with Par ni will be held on Thursday, February 24th at the Seagull Hotel, Portadown. The deadline for entries is 5pm on Monday, January the 17th. The ABC Business Awards have been held every two years since 2017, with the competition attracting entries from across all sectors and sizes of the borough's top performers. MP to launch funding resource. Upper Ban MP uh, Carla Lockhart is to launch a directory of funding opportunities for churches and faith-based groups, which she hailed a vital, vitally important part of the fabric of the community. Uh, whilst their primary purpose is to evangelise, she said, the very positive impact of the practical outworking of their faith in our community is clear. All this work comes with significant cost implications and I've been led uh, to producing this funding directory to help congregations to meet this cost. It is not a replacement for the money uh, accrued through tithes, but to complement this. 
Uh, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson is to speak at the 10 a.m. launch on January the 20th at the YMCA Portadown. Any local congregation or faith-based group that wishes to send a representative is welcome to do so and can register attendance by contacting my office, said Ms Lockard. Winter running programme gets off the blocks. This is sport. Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon Borough Council's winter running programme kicks off on Tuesday, January the 18th. Taking up running can feel like a scary prospect, especially for beginners. But now you can get the support and guidance you need to train up to the 5k distance, said a council spokesperson. The programme provides the choice of either in-person or virtual couch to 5k training, giving you the freedom and flexibility to build up your fitness while working around your own schedule. At a cost of £32, the face-to-face -face couch to 5k programme will take place at the People's Park every Portadown's People's Park every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.45 pm to 7.30 pm for eight weeks. Participants will receive two coached sessions from qualified instructors every week and will complete a third weekly session by themselves. However, if you prefer the freedom of doing a programme at a time and a place that's convenient to you and at no cost, the virtual couch to 5k programme is just for you. Receiving weekly training plans, tips as well as inspirational messages from qualified instructors, participants will be able to follow the schedule by themselves. At the end of the eight weeks, all participants will be able to complete a 5k or park run. Global Award bid for Jordan a Portadown man who swam the North Channel in a world record-breaking time has been nominated for a top global sports award. Jordan Leckie crossed the 35-kilometre stretch in a record-smashing smash, nine hours and nine minutes last August. The former pupil of Tandragee Port Primary School and Clowna Junior High School and Portadown College has been has now been nominated for the performance of the year category in the World Open Swimming Association. He has been nominated for the award for attempting and succeeding at the challenging channel swim and then following up by helping the next generation in Loch Ness only two days later. His dedication to this sport and his humble nature enables him to be a personable ambassador for the sport. His nomination states, Jordan took training for the swim very seriously. He said, I built my own pool in the garage during lockdown. I bought an above ground pool and insulated it myself. I installed a heater and filter, then I got a big bungee cord and tied it to the wall and just swam on the same spot in the pool. He explained all the pools were closed and the lock was far too cold to go out. I had no other choice. Jordan started swimming aged four at Portadown Swimming Club, moving to Lurgan Swimming Club when he was trained by Dorothy Johnson. Indeed, such is his inspiration, is her inspiration. 
She now trains Jordan and was with him on the boat on the North Channel swim. From his youth he was a superb swimmer and won the All-Ireland Championship, Division 1 Championships in the Butterfly and Breaststroke three years in a row in his late teens. Both full of pride and heroic performance. It has been a fantastic journey for the club, says Oxford Sunnyside McCrory. Oxford Sunnyside boss Paddy McCrory insisted his boys could blow out their chest with pride following a heroic Irish Cup performance against Linfield at Winter Park on Saturday. It was the ultimate uh, David versus Goliath collision, the Lurgan Mid-Ulster Intermediate A-side given little hope against David Haley's Premiership uh, aristocrats who are not only league champions but Irish cup holders. Although they shipped four goals, the first seconds before the interval and the last in injury time, Oxford fully deserved the ovation they received from both sets of supporters as they trooped off at the finish. Kyle McLean broke the deadlock just before um, the break with Martin Donnelly, Andrew Clark and new boy Ethan Devine all on the mark in the second half. The Blues will now face Larne at Inver Park in the next round in early February. First look to build on performance shown against strong Ballyclare side. This is Rugby News. Portadown's first 11 hosted Ballyclare in the first fixture of the new year. Having named a strong 15, Portadown were looking a strong, looking a strong performance against a top-of-the-table team. Ballyclare showed their strengths as they took an early lead as Portadown struggled to get into the game and made silly mistakes. Two tries from Ballyclare gave them the early lead, but great pressure from the Portadown forwards in the Ballyclare five metres allowed the backs to show their slack hands to put, to to put full-back Chris Cousins in the corner after his penalty earlier in the half. Portadown kept this pressure on with a, superb, with a super, superb carry from Taylor Tweedy and some more skills from the back line to put fly half Roddy Mayne under the posts. Another try from the visitors tidied the game at 17-17, going into half-time. Ballyclare started this half showing their attacking prowess, but Portadown's defence held them out for the majority of the second half with the action limited to between the 22 metre and the 5 metre of the Portadown half. But eventually the visitors touched down again twice to leave the final score 17-31 in favour to the visitors, Ballyclare. Portadown showed that despite their current low table position, they are no walkovers and are looking to build in this performance next week against Remore at home. Doherty on board with tremendous pedigree for Ports. Portadown boss Matthew Tipton views the tremendous pedigree provided by Josh Doherty as a major boost to club progress. The Ports enjoyed Irish Cup success over Limavady United on Saturday, but a climb out of the Premiership relegation zone remains the priority. Doherty's arrival marks the 5th January deal confirmed by the Shamrock Park side as Tipton attempts to rejuvenate his squad for a second half, a strong second half to the season. 
Doherty spent around a decade in England covering spells at Watford, Leighton, Orient, Altrincham, Crawley Town and Colchester, United and Barnet. We are delighted to announce that we have signed Josh Doherty, said Ports boss Tipton on the official club website. Josh comes to us with a tremendous pedigree, having played the majority of his career in the Football League in England. As well as his time in England, Josh played for Ards in the Premiership, so he had the knowledge of the league and what's it all about. Uh, Doherty joins Howard Beverland, Jamie Dupree, Jack Smith and Joe Gorman as recent signings. Teenager striker Matthew Lusty has been uh, arrived has also arrived at the ports on a loan deal until the end of the season as part of Lawrence package to sign Lee bonus. Lusty is a product of Lawrence Academy scholarship program. Portadown confirmed bonuses transfer with a message of thanks on the, to the club on the website and best wishes for the future. And the final piece uh, is uh, also about football, uh, Tipton pushing on with targets. Portadown manager Matthew Tipton has not let negotiations over Lee Bonus' uh, future slow down his plans to strengthen his squad. Bonus was left out of the Port's uh, matchday group for Irish Cup success over Lima Valley United at the end of a week dominated by talk over a potential six-figure transfer fee windfall for the Shamrock Park outfit. With Glentoran, the early front-runners for bonus, uh, bonuses capture, then Lauren considered in the driving seat ahead of kickoff. A player off the pitch grabbed much of the spotlight as second-half goals from uh, Adam Sally and Chris Laverty eventually helped the port see off a spirited Lima Valley side. Uh, we won 2 not, kept a clean sheet and got into the next round, so that's the main thing for today. And now for this week's general news. Lurgan Mann named CEO of Four Star Pizza. Lurgan Mann Colin Hughes has been appointed CEO for Irish-owned chain Four Star Pizza. Operating out of the company's headquarters in Dublin, Mr Hughes will be responsible for the successful leadership and strategic direction of the Four Star Pizza brand. He will oversee all of the chain's operations and develop and implement business plans to maintain and grow its overall performance in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. His CV demonstrates a wealth of experience, he having previously held senior executive positions for numerous hospitality-based companies, including Subway, Preta Manager and Barbrutio, as well as Marks & Spencer and Wyavale Garden Centres. A graduate of Queen's University Belfast, with a prize-winning executive MBA from Cranfield University School of Management, Mr Hughes is looking forward to his new role. Praise for us, the staff who came to Boise and Two colleagues from Asda Portadown have been commended for going above and beyond to help a six-year-old child who had a seizure in the store. 
The youngster was shopping in the store with his father when he suddenly became unwell, resulting in him having a seizure. Ian Sloan and Karen Wilson immediately ran to the family's aid and did everything they could to help them out, even travelling to the hospital to make sure the young boy was okay. Karen Wilson, a security colleague at the, at the Portadown store, said, We got an announcement in store for a first aider. Ian is an ex-paramedic and I've recently completed my first aid training so we ran straight over to help. Ian helped the little boy's father bring him back round but he went into another seizure not long afterwards. We helped bring the child out, of, out to the car and I saw the father was on his own so I offered to help come along, to come along for support. Once we arrived, we got the child straight into the hospital and I went back to work. I knew it was the right thing to do and I would do it for anyone. The Grateful Family wrote a letter to Asda Portadown's general store manager, Stuart Legg, to thank the quick-acting duo for their help and support. The letter said, We cannot thank Ian and Karen enough for helping us at the time. We will be grateful for the, the kindness and fast action of these people forever. We will never forget what they, they did and we want to thank them from the bottom of our hearts. Stuart Legg said, Ian and Karen are true assets to the team at Asta Portadown and only on Portadown and helping customers in the way it is second nature to them. The family were so humbled by the support they received. Well done and thank you to Ian and Karen. Moy Park supports life saving skills workshops. Moy Park has awarded 4,800 to charity Stand 2, supporting mental health to train 200 young adults in life saving skills. The funding will help the charity to teach CPR and uh, automated external defibrillator in Armagh, Banbridge and Craigavon areas. The funding has been provided by Moy Park Community Support Fund, a one million fund through which the company supports good causes in the communities local to its sites across the UK. Stand 2, supporting mental health, is a community group helping people young and old who are suffering from mental health and well-being issues. With volunteers from all walks of life across Northern Ireland, the charity provides tailored workshops that bring people together to learn new skills as well as talk about their problems. Stand 2's David Topping said, We're delighted to be a recipient of Moy Park Community Support Fund. This project will see 200 young adults aged 16 to 25 throughout the local area receive training in uh, AED and CPR. We have seen incidents over the past number of months where defibrillators and CPR has saved lives locally. Uh, these basic life-saving skills can be used in any serious incident where a person has stopped breathing and medical help is on its way. It could mean the difference between life and death. Cancel cancer survival rates in Northern Ireland could go backwards. Cancer survival rates could start to go backwards in Northern Ireland without swift action from Stormont, a charity has warned. Cancer Research UK, speaking after new statistics, showed that less than half of patients started treatment 
within two months of an urgent referral in Northern Ireland, said a draft 10-year Stormont plan could put cancer services here on track, but only if the money is made available to put the plan into practice. The target set by the Stormont Health Department is that at least 95% of patients with an urgent referral for suspect cancer must start treatment within 62 days. The latest waiting time statistics show that only 46% of patients started treatment within the target time during the three months of July, August and September 2021. Cancer Research's UK's Public Affairs Manager in Northern Ireland, Barbara Rolston, said, We know that this is an exceptionally tough winter for the health service and its staff, but the continuing long waits are unacceptable as there will be a horrendous worry for anyone who needs cancer treatment. The Northern Ireland Executive's draft 10-year cancer strategy has the power to put cancer services on track by ensuring we have the right staff in place to detect, diagnose and treat cancer. The strategy is the key to tackling waiting times and improving cancer survival. However, there are still questions about funding to ensure we have the right workforce in place to detect, diagnose and treat cancer effectively in Northern Ireland. We need the executive to take swift action now to fund the strategy in full, avoid a cancer catastrophe and ensure cancer survival doesn't start going backwards. Young boxer on the mend after fight for his life. A teenager left fighting for his life after collapsing on holiday in Spain is showing signs of recovery, his Tullylish boxing club coach said recently. Jamie Doyle suffered a seizure while enjoying a a sunshine break in Lanzarote with parents Stephen and Mary and his best friend just before Christmas. The 18-year-old was treated locally but transferred to a major hospital in Gran Canaria where his condition worsened significantly. His parents feared the worst as their son fought for his life in an induced coma. Justin Hill of Tullylish Amateur Boxing Club said Jamie had regained consciousness and was able to recognise his parents who remained on the Spanish island to be with their son. Mr Hill has known Jamie since he was eight years of age and described the talented boxer as a role model within the club. I have been speaking to him on the phone. He knows who I am and the doctors are really happy with his progress, but there is still a long way to go. He recognises his mum and dad. He knows who they are. They are living there now to be with him. He is making progress and the doctors are really happy. Jamie from Corbett near Banbridge is expected to be in Grand Canaria for several weeks and a number of fundraising events have taken place to help her family with medical and other costs associated with their prolonged stay on the island. At www.gofundme.com Appeal set up by Jamie's cousin Sarah <coughs> has raised more than £70,000 to date. Launching the appeal on December the 19th, she said, What this family are going through is unimaginable. 
So please, if you can help in raising some well-needed funds to cover the cost of their beloved son's medical bills and their accommodation in the coming months. The Boxing Fraternity has been particularly supportive with the Guildford ABC organising a New Year's Day sea swim at Warren Point, which raised £2,000. New pilot membership scheme launched Leisure Benefits for Primary Carers. Primary carers of an adult with a learning disability who uses Southern Trust uh, services are now able to avail of reduced rates at any of the council's leisure facilities. The new pilot membership scheme, which is being facilitated by ABC Council and the Southern Health Social Care Trust, was launched on Monday by Lord Mayor Alderman Glenn Barr. The innovative scheme offers a 20% reduction in normal membership fees across all nine council leisure facilities for carers, providing access to the gym, swimming pools and classes within the centres. Alderman Barr said being a primary carer for someone with a learning difficulty can be a rewarding but also a very demanding and stressful commitment. Undertaking exercise and allowing yourself the time to unwind is essential for anyone in a carer's position to provide respite and allow the carer an opportunity to focus on their own health and well-being. Working with the Southern Trust, we recognise the challenging role of the carer and hope the reduced membership scheme will encourage carers to take the time to de-stress, relax and recharge and reap the benefits our leisure facilities have to offer. Uh, <clears throat> John uh, McEntee, Assistant Director of Disability Services for the Southern Health and Social Care Trust said, we're delighted to team up with the council and encourage all unpaid carers to avail of their generous offer to benefit their physical and mental well-being. The pilot scheme will run until March the 31st, 2022. To register, carers should contact Learning Disability uh, Carer Consultants um, Bernie Marshall or Magella Gorman at bernadette.marshall at southerntrust.hscni.net or the telephone number 07557 or Magella.Gorman at southerntrust.hscni.net and the telephone number for that one is 07557858749. Once approved, a membership card will be provided which can be used to set up the reduced membership. Apple farmers feature in new series of UTV's Rare Breed. Members of the McKeever family renowned for apple farming are among those featuring in the new series of UTV's popular programme Rare Breed, A Farming Year. This 10th series not only introduces viewers to farmers new to the small screen, but also makes a welcome return to others like the McKeevers of Lockall Road, who produce a range of products from their apples such as cider and juices. In the second episode, due to be aired on Tuesday, January the 18th, Pat McKeever, his son Peter and grandson Ryan are busy inspecting and pruning their trees. They apparently can get a bit competitive about their work. Throughout the series, 14 families from across Northern Ireland 
give an inside view of the ups and downs of their year in 2021. Rob Reid takes viewers into the heart of the farming world, giving a unique insight into one of Northern Ireland's largest and oldest industries. UTV's Mark McFadden once again narrates the series. And now for the closing remarks. We have come to the end of recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Mackles for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week were Linda and Patricia. Our technician was David Bennett. And reading with me this week were Gareth Green and Hazel Semple. From the newsroom at the Old Mance, this is Kate Spence. We can also listen to us on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash Craig Avon on Talking News. Signing off, thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet. Sound News is a Craig Avon Talking Newspaper Productions. Bye for now. Goodbye. Bye.